When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep, and today I am bringing you another Social Work Shorts, and this is an area that a lot of people have asked me to touch on, so today I am going to go over three practice questions. Um, and give you a little bit of insight into some breakdown strategies and hopefully expose you to a few different practice questions. So here are some of my tips when approaching practice questions. Completing practice questions is just as important as studying content. And this is because for this test, you not only need to know the content, you need to be able to apply it to different scenarios, and you also need to be able to use reasoning skills to answer questions. So the more practice questions you're exposed to, the more content and application you will have to review. So just as content is important, so is doing practice questions. So I always tell people, do practice questions often. And um, when you're answering these, it's really important that you understand the rationale behind the right questions. So I will go over some rationales today with our practice questions. Um, some other advice, the, some of these questions and some of the questions you will see on the ASWB exam, they can be very lengthy. So I suggest that you read each question two times through. Um, if you still do not feel that you have a good grasp of what the question's asking, you can even read it through more times than two. Um, why I suggest reading each question twice is because um, when we are in the testing environment, um, our adrenaline's going, right? Our nerves are, are really, really high. So you may miss some details in a practice question in the first read-through. So I suggest reading it through a second time, and on that second time, I want you to pick up details you might have missed at first glance. Sometimes you might have missed a word, you might have missed a, a sentence, and those could be really crucial components that will help you answer the question. So read through each question twice. Um, after you have read it through, I always um, suggest asking yourself, what is this question asking? If you do not know what the question's asking, read through again and, and apply strategies that will help you get some clues out of the question stem and better help you understand what the question's asking. Um, this is where it might require that you read it through a couple times. There have definitely been wording 
um, questions on the exam that are tricky. And it is okay if you need to read it through a couple times, but you should be able to sum up what the question is asking and know what the question's asking you. And then lastly, read all answer choices before selecting an answer. And what I mean by this is there's always going to be four answer choices. Read them all through and read them thoroughly. One answer, one word may change what the answer is saying. So you don't want to automatically say, I know it's B, select B and move on without reading the other answer choices first. So always read the question twice and always read through all of the answer choices before selecting an answer. And these are just good strategies to help you slow down. Um, I am a one that likes to definitely go fast. So this was a skill I had to practice. Slowing down, sitting with the content, sitting with the answers, and really giving myself the time and the space to think through. So now we are going to go ahead and jump into three practice questions. How this will work is I'm going to read through the question, I'm going to read through the answers, and then I'm going to point out some key details um, and use the elimination model to eliminate answers that will not be correct to get us to the correct answer. Our first question. Practice question number one. A social worker is having an initial meeting with a client who seeks treatment to help improve interpersonal relationships. The client states that she has tried therapy before, but her previous therapist was not involved. When the social worker inquires further, the client states that the previous worker did not respond to calls or texts at off hours and only would speak to her during working hours. What should the social worker do next? So some important things that I would pull out of this question it, this is an initial meeting. This signals that this is one of your first encounters with this client, so you should be working on building rapport. You should be working on setting expectations and going over boundaries with the client. Um, the client's presenting problem there to work on interpersonal relationships. Other important things to point out, she's previously been in therapy um, and had some thoughts about her past therapist. Um, she says that the therapist was not involved. She said the therapist did not respond to calls or texts at off hours and would only speak to her during working hours. And then this is a question that asks us what we would do next. Um, so let's read our answer choices. Remember, we want to read through all of the answer choices first. But remember, ask yourself, what is this question asking? This question is giving us information um, about a client's initial appointment with us and it seems that there was some um, boundary issues that this client had with the past therapist. Here are our answer choices. A. Ask the client her expectations of communication with the therapist. B. Go over confidentiality and privacy with the client. C. Explore the client's feelings towards the past therapist in further detail. Or D. Continue to collect more information about the client's reasons for entering therapy. What would we do next? Um, to me, what was given in the question signals that this client potentially had some unrealistic expectations of their therapist. Clues that point that out. They felt the therapist was not involved and they did not respond to calls or texts at off hours and would only speak to the client during working hours. So things that we can immediately eliminate. You always want to eliminate ones you know will not be 
correct because then you have less answer choices to choose from. It's going to be easier to make the correct choice. I would rule out B, go over confidentiality and privacy with the client. Um, there is nothing here that states that we would need to go in the question stem that states we would need to go over confidentiality and privacy with the client. So we can go ahead and eliminate B. Um, we can also eliminate D, collect more information about the client's reasoning for entering therapy. Um, that there in this question stem, there is nothing that points to um, needing to find more information about the reason for entering therapy. There is an overwhelming amount of clues that signal there's some sort of boundary and communication issue. Um, we can also eliminate C, explore the client's feelings towards the past therapist in further detail. We already have information about the client's feelings. She felt that the therapist was not involved and we have information, um, which leads us to the only answer choice left, which is A, ask the client her expectations of communication with a therapist. That is going to be our correct answer choice. And why that is, is because we are in an initial assessment and this client has stated that their past therapist was not communicating during off hours and was not involved. To me, that's going to signal that we need to ask the client what her expectations are. Because if this client has expectations of us to be answering calls and texts at off working hours, um, we need to set that as a, a boundary, right? We, we don't want to not set this expectation up front and then the client is upset because we're not answering calls at 10 o'clock at night at, you know, six o'clock in the morning. So the next thing we would do is we're just going to ask this client what her expectations of communication are. And then we, would probably go over what our policy is regarding expectations of communication. The correct answer here is A. Question number two. An executive director at a community-based agency observes that staff members seem to have problems working with clients from diverse cultural backgrounds. This includes a low retention rate and poor satisfaction surveys from clients. The director interviews several staff who mention they feel they are unprepared to work with these clients. The director determines that something needs to be done so that the clients can be better served. What would be the best course of action for the director to take? So things we want to point out here, your role is as an executive director. So executive directors um, usually have more, do more of that strategic work and they might be overseeing a lot of the operations of an agency. You are in a community-based agency and what the presenting problem is here is that staff members are having difficulty working with diverse um, clients from diverse backgrounds. Um, other indicators that there's a problem, low retention rate of clients and poor satisfaction surveys. Another key point, the director has spoken with staff members and they feel they don't have um, the proper skills to work with these clients. The director wants to know what the best course of action is to take. If you get a question that says, what is the best course of action? This means what is the most appropriate? And when you see best, you might see a few answers that could be correct, but one is going to be more encompassing and one is going to stand out as being better than the others. So always ask yourself, what is this question asking? This question is asking, um, 
there is an executive director who has staff members who are not equipped to work with clients from cultural backgrounds that are diverse or different than their own, what would be the best course of action? A, hold performance review meetings for the staff members who are having trouble with cultural competency. B, ask supervisors to provide training to new hires. C, revise onboarding and training protocols and educate all staff in culturally competent practices. Or D, revise interviewing questions to ensure staff are only hired if they can demonstrate cultural competence. So I'm gonna give you just a few seconds to read this over on your own. And let's go ahead and start eliminating answers. So, I would go ahead and eliminate answer B, ask supervisors to provide training to new hires. This does not encompass all staff members that may need training. The supervisors might need a training on cultural competence. And if we're only training new hires, that also does not um, help with the, the staff that are already hired. So I would eliminate B. I also would eliminate A, hold performance review meetings for the staff members who are having trouble with cultural competency. We cannot expect client, we cannot expect our employees um, to have cultural competency skills um, if we have not trained them properly in this. Some, of course, are going to have good cultural competency skills, but we would not hold performance review meetings um, until we have properly trained those staff. So A is out. We're not going to use punitive measures um, for these staff that are having trouble. So we have A out, B is out, which leads us with answer C and D. I'm also going to go ahead and eliminate answer D. Review, revise interview questions to ensure staff are only hired if they can demonstrate cultural competence. This, once again, does not hit all employees. This would be helpful in the hiring process, but it, once again, does not get to the deeper issue that current staff are feeling they don't have the proper training, which leads us with one answer choice left, which is answer C. Revise current onboarding and training protocols and educate all staff in culturally competent practices. As you can see, this is a more all-encompassing answer. Not only does it educate all the current staff, it helps with onboarding and training protocols because that was the issue that was brought up in the question stem. So see, it's all-encompassing. It hits new hires and it hits current staff, and it really gets to the root of the problem is that um, you know, there is some sort of barrier or challenge of staff working with diverse um, clients from diverse backgrounds. So the correct answer is C. And our last practice question we are going to go over. Practice question number three. You are working with a mother who is concerned about her 17-year-old son's marijuana use. She states that his grades are slipping, he is disengaged and aloof. The mother begins tearing up and states she feels helpless and does not know what to do. She says that despite asking him not to, the son defies her and continues to use marijuana in the house. She feels her son does not respect her and she is worried about his future. What should the social worker do to best assist the mother? So let's start to look at this question. First thing that pops up to me is who is the client? The client here is the mother. 
she is coming because she has concerns about her son. Other important issues, her son is 17 years old and he's using marijuana. Um, other important information, the mom is feeling helpless. Helpless is a key important clue here. She's feeling like she does not know what to do. Um, other steps, she's asked him not to use marijuana and he's defying her and continues to use it. She feels she's not respected by her son and she's worried about her future. So there is a lot of things going on with this mom and her concerns for her son. She's worried because his school is slipping. She's worried because um, she is worried about his future. Um, and she feels like he's not listening and not respecting her. What should the social worker do to best assist this mother? So remember, the mom is our client. We are looking for an answer and ways that we can best assist the mom. Our answer choice is A, instruct the mother to call the police when the son is using as marijuana is illegal for minors to use. B, tell the mother that individual therapy for the son is needed and the social worker should speak with the son directly to make meaningful change. C, discuss with the mother how she can set appropriate and clear boundaries for this behavior with her son. Or D, tell the mother that she should require the son to attend a substance abuse rehabilitation program. So I'm going to go ahead, give you a few moments to look over the question, to look over the answer choices, and we will go ahead and start eliminating. Okay, I am going to start to eliminate some answer choices. A is too extreme. I am going to eliminate A, asking the mom to call the police when the son is using as marijuana is illegal. That's not going to help um, the mother have the son stop using. It's very extreme. It does not meet the clients where they're at. So A is going to be out. The mom wants to help the child. So we're not going to ask her to be calling the police on the son. A is out. Another answer we can immediately eliminate is B, tell the mother that individual therapy for the son is needed and the social worker should speak with the son directly. Right now, the mother is our client, um, so we want to give her the skills to best support her son because at this moment, she is our client, which leads us to answer C and answer D. Um, answer D is a little bit too extreme at this point. Tell the mother she should require the son to attend a substance abuse rehabilitation program. First of all, we are not going to ever tell a client what to do. We want them to come up with solutions on their own, and we want to be supportive of the client. Um, and we are not there yet where she should ask her son to attend a substance abuse rehabilitation program. It's just a little bit too extreme at this point. Um, the correct answer is going to be C. Discuss with the mother how she can set appropriate and clear consequences and boundaries for this behavior with her son. There is, um, the question stem states that she feels helpless, she doesn't know what to do, so a good starting point would have helped this mom set boundaries and consequences for the son. That will help um, her with feeling respected and for the son um, to see that the mom does have some expectations, does have some rules, and that there will be consequences. So C is the best for meeting the client where they're at, given the information we have in the question step. So here is the answer choices, C being the correct answer choice here. 
That was a quick summary of a few practice questions, and I tried to find some questions that might have similar language to what you would see on the ASWB exam. I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that you will continue to engage with practice questions and find a strategy that will work for you to help break down the questions, to help understand what the question's asking, and to ultimately help give you some skills when you go into testing day to be best able to conquer these questions. Um, if you are looking for more study content, I do offer paid content. Um, I have a seven session series. It is very, very um, suitable for audio and visual learners. It is similar to my um, short social work clips. I have visuals and I have audio to accompany it. Um, there are seven sessions. There's also a mini 50 question practice test and I also offer all of my customers two times per month free study groups. So if you are interested in either individual paid sessions or the seven session series, you can find more information on my website that is listed here on Gumroad. Um, also, if you just have any questions, um, feel free to reach out. My email address is listed here. And I um, wanted to end today by just encouraging you um, to take care of yourself and commend you for wherever you are on the studying journey. Studying for this test is not easy. So if this is your first time or the fifth time taking this test, um, just thank yourself for putting the effort and putting the energy into bettering yourself. That is such a huge step. Um, and remember that you got this. This is a test. It does not define you. Um, and just be confident in your abilities. And I wish you the best of luck wherever you are on this studying journey. And I hope you will tune into another social work short soon. Thank you.